Yeah. Right now, it's when you know I feel I feel good, and I just want to keep it going all the way to St. Louis. And we look at St. Louis being, you know, if the team keeps winning, you have four games left at the time we're talking right now. So you got two at home, two away. Yes. Just what you can say about where the team's at right now and, and how real this feels that in, in your inaugural season, this is unheard of. When you're an expansion team, when you're in, in your inaugural season, you're not winning 20 games in a row. You're not starting out 20 and 0. You're not the number one ranked team in the nation. I mean, this is this is special. Yeah, it's very special because at first, you know, I didn't really know what to expect because, you know, Syracuse never had a semi-pro team here. But as we kept winning and we kept chucking away and we go from 10 and 0 to 15 and 0 to 20 and 0, you know, it, it gets realer uh, every game and we know we got a shot. Uh, I think everybody is locked in right now. We are very focused as a team. Uh, we want to get better every single day. And every game day, we bring it. You know, we, we have each other's back. We bring it every game day. And uh, it's very real. You know, it's uh, a achievable goal that we all is going after. And I think that we continue to work hard and, you know, back each other up. I don't think we have a problem going to St. Louis, getting to St. Louis. We know fans love basketball in Syracuse. Yes. So, how have the fans been, in your opinion, over at Manlius Pebble Hill, watching you guys play? Oh, I think they're uh, very great. You know, uh, I think our first few games sold out. Uh, we pretty much been bringing a lot of people in uh, NPA, so we want to keep it going. Even next year, we want to just bring even bigger crowds. Uh, we looking to expand the OCC next year. Uh, that's a bigger auditorium, and hopefully, if we keep going and we win it all. Uh, next year will be even bigger. So I'm definitely looking for that. So we're here with Daywan Coleman. Once again, Daywan Coleman of the Syracuse Orange men's basketball history, current Syracuse Stallion. And I think it's fair to say after, what, five or six years, we'd call each other friends. Yeah, definitely. We could do that a little bit here. Yeah. So I got to talk with you, see, because people don't get to obviously be in the locker room and see it, but I would always come over yeah. and see how you were doing yeah. and how everything was going. And just what you could say about, you know, us building our relationship, what you took away from it, because I always know from my angle, but what did you see from it? Because the media is the, is the media. I would hope that I'm not the same, <laughs> but just what you took away from, you know, our conversations. Yeah. Uh, I noticed you a really genuine guy, you know, uh, even, uh, the players that didn't might not have the best game, uh, I noticed you always, you know, took the time out to give uh, the players that might not have a, uh, the best game an interview, you know. Uh, and pretty much I took that as you are a very nice, genuine guy, so. And we got to talk a lot. You have a ton of tattoos. Yes. I'm thinking about getting my first one. Oh, really? So I got it. We'll talk about that in a second. But how many do you have? Uh, I stopped counting after 15. Because it's yeah. it's full arms, it's, right? It's two sleeves. So it's I two sleeves. After 15, yep. Is there any other besides the two sleeves? No, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's so it. is that all you're ever going to do? You just wanted the sleeves? Uh, for right now. Uh, <laughs> I see the smile. That means there's going to be more. For right now, I'm, I have a little room on my arm left, but I'm gonna, I think I'm going to wait. You know, I didn't have anything coming to mind recently, <laughs> so... I think right now, safe to say, I'm going to uh, stick with just two sleeves, two sleeves. What are your favorite ones? My favorite ones? Yeah. Uh, I can we show? Say, can we show them or no? Uh, Do you have the ability? Can we show some of these? Things? Not really. But I would your have favorite to say, ones are up top? Yeah. Okay. I, I would have to say the one on my right arm is a time clock and it 
it's a quote that say one life one chance and I think that's maybe my favorite one or okay. two DCs on my arm you know I kind of uh, seen those I got the inspiration from LeBron James where he got the LG on his on a back triceps I think I, yeah. yeah I got the idea from LeBron James so I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking about doing so obviously my name is Dan so for Daniel this story in fifth grade I think it was fifth grade that it was said to me it was Daniel in the lion's den from the bible you know that story no Where so so Daniel obviously worships God yeah so Daniel's praying and he is close with the king in the area and the guards that work for the king essentially say, hey, you know, Daniel's worshiping this God. We should be worshiping you. And they coerce him into agreeing to throw Daniel into a lion's den because the king has no problem with Daniel. Uh-huh. But they kind of weasel their way into making this happen because I don't know if they were jealous of Daniel, whatever it may be. So they throw him into the lion's den. And when they throw him into the lion's den, they think, okay, he's, there's three lions in there. He's going to get eaten. This going to be quick. Yeah. Daniel goes to the middle of the room kneels down, prays to God. God, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to paraphrase, but more or less, you know, you don't, I know that my life is one life, but can you please say, you know, can you save me? And he just prayed. And when he opened his eyes, the lions were all sitting around him like cats, completely tamed. And he could pet them and he could sleep amongst them and nothing was going to happen. So it's crazy. So this, this is the story. So the guards are all excited. They go there in the morning. They think Daniel's going to be ripped apart. They open up the thing and Daniel's totally fine. He gets out. He, and the king says after that, Daniel is allowed to pray to his God. He could do whatever he wants to do. I'm not going to stand in his way. And as a punishment, he throws the guards in that had put Daniel in there with their families. Before the gate even shut on the lion's den, the lion attacked all of them, killed everybody. So it proved that God had stepped in. And so there's Daniel in the lion's den tattoos. It has like Daniel's face and then it has a lion above it and they're both looking up to God. Absolutely beautiful, but I know nothing of tattoos and there's a lot of shading and they said that that would hurt. The shading actually don't hurt. That's the easy. Oh, the shading doesn't hurt. No, the shading don't hurt. I got Um, misinformation. The the lining hurt. That's the lining is actually get deeper into your skin. The shading is just on the top. Okay. Lining is hurt. But uh, long story short, all the tattoos hurt. So, (laughs) so you got. I was gonna say you're a big guy. So if it hurts, if it hurts you, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't like when people say, "Yeah, this tattoo don't hurt." They all hurt. I had, I had somebody tell me yesterday, they're like, oh, they don't hurt. I have yeah. a high pain no, tolerance. I don't believe it. They all hurt. Yeah. <laughs> they all hurt. You're sticking, you're sticking yourself with a needle. Yeah. So, I mean, but I, I mean, I don't want to do something crazy. I don't want to do like a full arm. I just want to kind of either do it here or on the back of my left shoulder blade. But I want the Daniel on the line. So. That'd be nice. I want to do it. That's a good look. You like yeah. the idea? So, yeah. so my birthday's 1021. Mm-hmm. And here's the crazy thing about it. So. In the book of Daniel, I was uh, in college. I ran Bible study with this lady, Jenny Rose. Shout out, Jenny Rose. And she said, can you make some stuff for a poster? Because it was for the activity fair or whatever. So I made a Bible and I put Daniel chapter 10, uh, verse 21 okay. for my birthday. So it was just kind of like me subtly putting my, my birthday and my name on there. So she opens a Bible and she brings it over to me and she puts it down. And it's open to Daniel. I go, what's this? She goes... When you get a chance, just look at it. You'll figure it out. I never knew this. There's a chapter 10. The last verse of chapter 10 is 21. And it ends with 
let it be known in the book of truth that no one will no one will support me against them except Michael, your prince. My middle name is Michael. So my birthday, my name, the verse is my middle name. So I feel like I'm going to have to put Daniel 1021 on my arm. Yeah. Got to put something there. Go for it. So I think I'm going to yeah, do it. But so you like the idea. Yeah. All right. So you're going to have to come there and give me shots of vodka or something. Yeah. <laughs> get me ready for it, Daniel. Right. How did you? How did you do this? How did you get so many? If they all hurt, how did you go through with it? It's like an addiction. You know, uh, once you get the first one, you want to get your, uh, your your second one, your third one, then after. Wow, you sleeved up like me. So yeah, <laughs> it was very addicting. But uh, if you like, if you like it, then go for it. You know, I'm a fan of art, so I like to express myself through my tattoos. When you're like 87 years old, are you still gonna like them? Oh yeah. Definitely. Because <laughs> yeah. my dad always said, he goes, are you going to like that when you're 80? And then my mom's the opposite. My mom's like, get a tattoo. Yeah. Do what you want. Yeah. How are your, how is your family with it? Oh, they fine with it. Yeah. Uh, at first, you know, my mom didn't like it, but okay. after a while she got over it, so... After you got your 18th one. Speaking here with Daylon Coleman of Syracuse Orange Basketball History history and the Syracuse Stallions, currently 20-0 from the Wildcat Sports Club, 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York. And we thank you for watching on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT to our live feed. Daylon, Syracuse's team this year is consistently inconsistent. Really good games. And then kind of head scratchers. What have you taken away from 26 games? They're 18 and 8, but it's been up and down. Uh, what I take from this, you know, Syracuse basketball, you know, you always got to have your ups and downs, you know. Uh, and it's just tough, you know. Uh, college basketball is not the easiest. The one basketball is not the easiest sport in the world. But, yeah. uh, you know, our, guy, our guys come to play every night. You know, they give their all. And there's nothing more you can ask for them. So uh, I know they're trying. You know, I think they're going to finish out the season strong. You know, they've had a big win against Louisville. And uh, hopefully they have some uh, motivation to uh, get, take down Duke after, you know, Zion Williamson went down. Uh, and I think they absolutely will be good. Zion Williamson blows a shoe up. Yeah, never what? seen it before. Like I was going to say, you've never seen it. Like you're a big guy. Yeah. He's a big dude. Uh-huh. You know, you when you play, I mean, especially playing and whatnot, you know, you're built kind of like you can play DN or play center. Mm-hmm. He's built like he could be on the football field as well. Yeah. I've never seen somebody plant their shoe and blow it up. Never seen him before. I think it's a great commercial for Adidas or Under Armour against Nike yeah. to go, at least our shoes don't blow up. But I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that's the only thing that I can think in my head is like, he's just, he's just a big guy. Yeah. But you never had it happen. No. Have you ever, like, worn a shoe out? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, But that's after, you know, maybe 10 games. That's maybe after 10 games uh, in the season, you know, just just going after it, wearing it. Does the bottom fall off? No, never like that. You know, maybe maybe, uh, you get a little... Yeah. Crack on the side or something, but never uh, blow the hole. How would that? Ha- I mean, I'm just trying to figure out the the physics of it all. Uh, How you step down and there's so much air that it just like bursts apart. And I don't understand. You know, it's crazy. the way it ripped. I, I don't understand. I think Roy Williams did it. Right. I think North Carolina did it. <laughs> somebody stuck you. <laughs> I think somebody put some air in those shoes. Yeah. I mean, I had the pumps and they didn't even blow up. Yeah. I can still wear the pumps. They're like, I don't have for, I don't even know, like 15 years? The ones that you used to put on and pump them up and they're supposed to help you jump harder and 
Yeah, yeah, I remember the punks. Yeah. Before my time, bro, I remember the punks. Before your time. How old are you, Daywan? I'm 26. Okay. Yeah. You're not that old, Daywan. And I'm not that. I'm seven years older than you. Don't say before my time. I'm going to ask you a question. Let's play it before my time. Do you know what TGIF is? TJIF? TGIF. TG. The TV thing. No. You don't know the TV shows? No. TGIF, Friday Night, ABC, Boy Meets World, Full House, Step by Step. Yeah, yeah, I know those shows. Family Matters? Yeah. Okay, so you know it. Yeah. Because, bless her heart, there was a girl in the community here that I said, there's no more TGIF, and I'm so upset about it. And she goes, what are you talking about? There's one in the mall. Oh, really? Like, not the yeah. restaurant, yeah. man. So what What was your childhood? What do you remember of your childhood? TV, like toys and whatnot. We're only seven years apart, but I feel like you're going to yeah, make I me feel like I'm 80. You know, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Nick at Night, you know, uh, yeah, okay. Cartoon Network. Yeah. What was your favorite cartoon? Favorite cartoon, I would say maybe Rocket Power. Okay. Were you a Ninja Turtle fan? Uh, not really, no. Transformers? Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Like the original? The original. Okay. Who was Tommy. your favorite? Okay. Yeah. Who was your favorite? The White Ranger, Tommy. Okay, Tommy. So the green slash white ranger. I met him. Really? So I got to meet him, got an autograph, That's shake cool. his hand. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Very nice guy. So so there, well, there's stuff. There's a connection there. Yeah. Power Rangers. Yeah. And all that other stuff. So what was favorite movie growing up? Favorite movie? Uh, I want to say Friday. The first one? Yes, the first one. Okay. Yeah, you still like Ice Cube now? Is Ice Cube a better rapper or actor? Actor. <laughs> actor. Okay. Yeah. Who's the best well, rapper, though? You know I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to discredit his... Uh, no, his, his rap's good, but... Yeah, but what he's doing with movies is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah coming where, uh, from where he came from is unbelievable. Okay. 21 Jump Street or 22 Jump Street? 21 because I didn't see 22. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. He's scary. Ice Cube's, Ice Cube's like he's the dad I would never want to meet. He's the dad I would never want to like. The door opens and I love this girl and that's the person I gotta he talk to. Like, yeah, he seems like a cool guy. I would love to meet him one day. Yeah, I would meet him like that, not meet him because you're dating his daughter. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that that's the right way to go. Yeah. So who's who's the best actor? Who's your favorite? The best actor. Best one ever. I was. Uh, I would have to go with Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Yeah. All right, favorite Denzel movie. Um, he's only done yeah, like six hundred of them. I would have to say, remember the Titans. Remember I mean, the Titans. Yeah, that was a big movie. Okay. My childhood, yeah. Remember the Titans or the Express? The Express. I don't. I never the one, the one with Ernie Davis. Bashy one. Oh, oh, remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Titans. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a classic. Fair enough. Fair enough. Best comedian. Best comedian. Yeah. Besides me. Uh, what do you mean? Stand up or in movies? Stand up. Stand up? Yeah. Believe it or not, I actually like Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Okay. That's my guy. Uh, Will Ferrell. Who else? Uh, that's a hard one. It's a lot. It's a lot. I love what, about in the, what about in the movies? Who's the best one in the movies? In the movies? Yeah. I want to say maybe... Uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. All right, fair enough. So took a little break there, a little. Just I had to know about your childhood. I had to hear some things that yeah. I know about so that I could feel better. Since you knew TGIF, but you didn't know that you knew TGIF. Yeah. So we're back to Syracuse here. 
They defeat Louisville. They win 69 to 49. Louisville has six different players that are 30% or better from three. They have two players that I believe are above 40% from three. They hold them to one for 13 in the first half. Only one of their players, they had eight players that played at least 10 minutes in the game. Of those eight players that played at least 10 minutes, only one of them was in double figures, Jordan Wara, and he had nine in the first half. So even though he got to double figures, Syracuse only allowed him two points in the second half. Everything that I just said screams really good defense against a top 25 team. What did you think about that? Because we talk about offense, but what about the defense? Oh, it was great. You know, uh, the zone could definitely catch you off uh, guard if you not if you don't come to play. It can definitely catch you off guard. And, you know, when we playing at a high level like that, you know, everybody's active. Right. You know, Moret come in and play uh, good minutes, get some skills. Uh, and everybody is feeding off each other. It's, it's tough to come into Syracuse with the, the, the huge crowd. You know, the, the backdrop is, is it could be a tough game. So uh, we came to play last night and hopefully we can keep that momentum up to do it. You've seen some big games. Mm-hmm. You've seen the fans show up. Yes. I believe the record is 35,446. It's going to get broken. We know for sure in the Syracuse Duke game in the Dome Yes. this time around. Yes. Definitely. What can you say about being in a Dome that has over 30,000 people in it? Uh, electrifying. You know, just playing uh, with that many fans in the building, you know, uh, every time we step on the court and the fans are just going crazy and they're going to be there early. So uh, it's amazing. Uh, I'm glad I had a chance, you know, coming from Syracuse yeah. and actually playing in the Dome. Uh, that was that was something that was on my bucket list. You know, uh, I'm glad I, uh, you know, had the opportunity. But uh, it should be crazy uh, come Saturday. It should be. Is it hard for you to hear even when you're the home team? I mean, is it hard to focus as the home team? Yeah, definitely. But uh, you rather have those fans on your side than against you. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's called the Loud House for a reason, but you're in a dome. Mm -hmm. When it gets loud, it gets piercing. It's kind of like a concert. You kind of can't hear for a little bit. Yeah. When it gets loud, it kind of, the whole building vibrate. Yes, that's the time. That's the kind of uh, loudness again. You know, uh, do you feel it on the court? Do you yeah, almost you get that sensation? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you definitely feel it on the court. Uh, even when you uh, sitting down on the sideline, you can feel it. You can just feel the energy in the air. When you guys play, you know how there's okay. So you know the the basket in front of the band. Not that one, the opposite basket. So the opposite of your bench, the visitor bench basket. Yeah, that one. So. In that corner, there's always somebody that yells at the visitor bench when they stand up, sit the bench down. Oh, really? Do you ever hear that? No. Do you ever hear anything from the fans who tune it out? Can you ever hear that? I mean, besides, like, the screaming collective, can you ever hear anything? Most times, if, uh, you know, you have fans on, on court side, you can hear them, but actually, deep in the, in the, in the crowd, no, you can't really hear it. As a whole, you can hear the fans, but uh, singly, no, you can't. And I was going to ask, can you can you tune it out? I mean, can you find a way to kind of? I mean, you hear the noise, but almost it's like muffled, like Charlie Brown, that wah wah. You know, you yeah. almost don't hear anything. Can you uh, do that? Yeah, you could definitely do that. You know, I did that a few times. And it just depends on the the type of person you is. You know, uh, yeah. If you're good at you know blocking out the noise, uh, uh, you could definitely do it. It's possible. 
you being a local guy, so you know it's it's a great thing to have a local player play locally. But at the same time, there's the other side of it where if that local player doesn't get out there that much, the fans might get upset. Or if that local player doesn't play as well, then it's hard on you. What can you say about your experience of being the local guy, the guy down the street at JD that went to Syracuse? How was it? I mean, it was great. You know, uh, <laughs> like I said earlier, just being that kid from Syracuse, you know, uh, a lot of people don't really think, you know, it's possible for, you know, an inner city kid just to go to Syracuse, let alone, you know, graduate, yeah. uh, be on two final four teams. It's, it's a big honor, and I'm glad I was able to do that. You know, I'm, I'm glad I could be, uh, you know, that kind of role model in my in my city, you know, to be able to do that. So I'm really thankful, and uh, it's a blessing. That coming from Jaywan Coleman, Syracuse Orange alum, JD, as well as the Central New York native, myself, Dan Satora, here with you at the Wildcat Sports Club. If you're watching, thank you so much on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. We implore everybody that is watching to come out to the Wildcat, get some food, get something to drink, have some fun, enjoy themselves at the Wildcat Sports Club on 3680 Milton Avenue here in Camillus, New York. Day one's been out with us here before, and he's with us here again. And to keep with that conversation about being the local kid and whatnot and going through the ranks here, what went through your head when you were making the decision? Because you had some big-time schools looking at you. Were you ever concerned about letting the home town down or anything? Did that ever cross your mind? Like, what if I don't do well here? Was that ever on your thoughts? Not really. You know, uh, for me, the biggest thing was, uh, you know, to play in front of – you know, my, my family and friends, you know, yeah. get, have them get the opportunity to see me play and start, you know, going far away. Uh, and pretty much, you know, that never really crossed my mind, you know, uh, yeah. even through the injuries and everything. You know, I always wanted to stay grounded, you know, stay uh, mentally focused and just get through school. And uh, and I learned in life, you know, everything is not going to go your way. So yeah. either way, you just got to, you know, grind it out and just keep going. Coach Beheim, when you were going through your injuries, would, you know, make statements, you know, one of the statements he made, you know, that we didn't know how bad it was and whatnot. How do you think the coaching staff handled it? How do you think he handled it when, you know, sometimes we thought you were coming back next week and it would be three months? I mean, how do you think the the staff kind of handled it? Because I know Beheim doesn't like to give up a lot of information and with due reason. I don't think coaches ever like to talk about injuries to give anybody a competitive advantage. Exactly. Uh, But I think we handled Syracuse handled it really well, you know, uh, because at the time, you know, it really was up in the air. So, if you was to ask me, uh, will I come, was I coming back or like within the time frame? To be honest with you, I'll come tell you. You yeah. know, it, it pretty much depends on how my body felt. And I think, uh, you know, the coaching staff, you know, our trainers handled it very well because at the time we didn't know. So what was the, what was the injury essentially? For, like what was it called? What was the actual? Because we always hear leg or we hear knee. Yes. But what was the? So it was a meniscus my freshman year. Then uh, my sophomore year, it was the cartilage actually in the same leg, my left leg. And my red shirt senior year, it was my uh, uh, right meniscus. So, so three different surgeries. Yeah, so three different surgeries and just the meniscal issues. Is that something that ran in the family? Is it just kind of a freak thing? Or? It's just a freak thing. Yeah. 
So it just, I mean, it just happened. It just happened. Yeah. So going through the surgeries, bring me into that. I mean, you going through that, people don't talk about, you know, they want you to score points. They want you to jump. They want you to dunk. They want you to catch the ball and do what you need to do. But how hard was it for you to go through those surgeries? And mentally, was it tough for you to kind of talk yourself through it? Uh, yes, it was It was definitely tough, you know, you know, because you want to give it your all, yeah. first of all. But then when it start affecting your play, you know, uh, it could be tough because you want to play your best, but when you physically just can't do it, yeah, that could be tough. But uh, that's why I decided, you know, to go with the surgery. At first, I wanted to play through it, you know. This, uh, that's how it was as a kid, you know. I always wanted to play through it, but it came to a point, you know. I'm, I told myself I can't, I just can't play through it. I gotta have the surgery, so I went through the surgery, you know. Uh, and I was always positive about the surgery, you know. I know I was going to always bounce back from it. You know, that was just my mindset. And unfortunately, uh, it happened again my sophomore year. So I pretty much kept the same mindset. Uh, bounced back from that. That actually took a little longer. And I actually bounced back from that. And yeah. we made it to the Final Four that year. And that following year, I did the same thing with my right, I mean, my right meniscus. But it's just a mindset, you know. Uh, if you want to you know, call it quits, then you can do that. But if you want to, you know, grind it out and see what happens, yeah. anything is possible. So I want to ask you about this. This has nothing to do about what we're talking about, but I want to ask you about this. That's my dog. Oh, yes. So that is Lily. She weighs nine pounds. You're seeing her on Facebook.com backslash live now DT in the wake up call studios. This is what she does during my show sometimes in the morning, 9 to 11, on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT, or when I'm editing. Have you ever seen anything like this? What are your thoughts of this video right now, or this picture right now, I should say? Well, I thought at first it was a hood, you know. I thought it was a furry hood. But now I can see the dog face and everything, but it's a funny, it's a funny photo. <laughs> have you ever had a dog that small? Do you have? Did you have dogs growing up? No. Uh, yes, I had a dog, but it was a pit bull, so it was not that small. Yeah. It was definitely. But yeah, that's. So you, you had a you had a pit bull. Yeah, it's pit bull. Right? Okay, what was the pit bull's name? Tell me something about this pit bull. I want to learn about about uh, your life with dogs. It, it was a very feisty dog, you know, uh, very protective. Uh, and it was a, a, again, it was a lovable dog too, uh, but, uh, I got that dog when I was, I want to say 10 years old, uh, actually passed away when I was about, uh, 16, but it was a, one of my favorite dogs. It was the only dog I ever had, so. Would you ever get another one? Because I know Rakeem Christmas had he had uh, he had his dog and i know that his dog passed recently right yes so because i know that i talked with mike benajay about his dog and when benajay and i were speaking because it was during summer league and rock and uh mike benajay were both playing down in orlando and rock said that or Mike Benajay said that Rock's dog bit him, Little Rock, or whatever. Yeah, he said it bit him, and Rock was like, you know, Rock was trying to defend it and just saying, you know, he just didn't like you to Mike Benajay. But what can you say about that? Because, like, Rakeem was close to his, he has a tattoo with his dog. Uh, yeah, of his dog. So. Uh, Rock is a dog lover, so, uh, but for that dog to bite Benajay, that's a, <laughs> have you ever seen that dog is a huge dog? Yeah. That's a dog you do not want to get bitten by. Do you uh, think that Mike was lying? 
No, he probably wasn't Rod. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, so. <laughs> if I was if I was Rod Dog, I probably would have been Mike too. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So you had a bunch of different teammates. Yeah. You know, a bunch of different personalities at Trevor Cooney, Tyler Lydon, Malachi Richardson, Mike Benajay. What can you say? Who is the funniest teammate that you've ever had? The funniest teammate will probably be Mike Benajay. Okay, why? Uh, impression? What did he do? Did he do impressions? He do Didn't everything. he have a Bayheim impression? Did he have a Bayheim? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. uh, just from anything. Him just joking every day in practice. Uh, actually keeping a smile on everybody's uh, face, you know. Yeah. Even uh, <laughs> in bad times, you know, Mike is always smiling, uh, bringing everybody up. But overall, he's a, he's a good guy. Uh, okay. Very funny, too. What about, tell me something about Malachi that we don't know. Oh, Malachi? Yeah. Uh, that you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Malachi something is, about his his ways. Maybe in the locker room, maybe in practice. He, he was cool, you know. Malachi wasn't here for too long. Yeah, he wasn't here for what eight? But Malachi was cool. Uh, very smooth. Uh, <laughs> very smooth. Okay. Yeah, care about his appearance. You know, he, he had the the hair going. But uh, yeah, Malachi is a good guy. What about Tyler Lydon? Now, we didn't see his shoe blow up, but we saw his shoe come off yeah. when we were in uh, Chicago. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tyler Lydon is a cool guy. Uh, he worked hard every day. Uh, he actually uh, he actually bought a dog his uh, his last year, too. You know, uh, yeah. he's a big dog lover. Uh, something cool about him, he's a, he's a hunter. Yeah. yeah he, liked, uh, he liked the outdoors. What about Trevor Cooney? Now, Cooney and I have spoken a lot. And Cooney, I said Cooney probably had the the most love-hate relationship that I saw with the fans, which I thought was awful for your fans to ever do. And I tell fans this all the time. You can be upset by the way your team is playing, but don't ever boo your own team. Yeah, and, especially a kid like Trevor. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All, all the work he put in through the years, uh, I would say definitely he's one of the hardest workers that I've seen at Syracuse since I've been. Yeah, I mean, he just, I mean, he's played overseas and just a tremendous person, works extremely hard, one of my favorite people. And, you know, really when he came in with Jeremy Grant, and like you said, that I would go and talk to anybody in the locker room, not just the guys who had the great night and whatnot, because they know that. I mean, if Tyus has five points against Duke, two people are going to talk to him. And if Elijah has 30, everybody's going to go to Elijah. I go to Elijah, like I go to whoever. I mean, I went to Frank and spoke with Frank after the Louisville game. He played seven minutes in the first half and didn't amount any statistics except for, I think, like one foul or one assist or something like that. So, I mean, I don't think that it has to come down. And people know that. They know, like, you knew if you had a good night, you knew you were going to be bombarded. Exactly. And how did you take that? Because, I mean, you're going to talk to them regardless, but I would come up to you every other day. Mm -hmm. And when you would have 20 people around you and 19 of them never spoke to you, or maybe they wrote something bad about you or something like that, how did you handle that? Was it tough for you to, to be around it when you had a good night? Some I would say yes and no. You okay. know, uh, definitely, you know, when you don't have the best game, you know, a lot of people is not talking to you, but yeah. you can't really think too deep into it. You know, uh, it can be tough for, you know, younger guys, you know, but once you've played a few years, you know, that's just how it, that's just how it is. You know, uh, these guys just want a story, you know, and it's, at the end of the day, it's their job, you know, to get a story out there. And you just got to... Uh, don't let it, don't take it personal. 
So, you know, going through this and, and, and going through everything that you have, when you had those moments, because yeah. Trevor had moments where he just kind of got sick of it and he would let you subtly know. Did you ever have one of those moments where you kind of took a little jab? Maybe you guys won a game that everybody said you weren't going to win or something like that. Did you ever have a moment where you just kind of you just kind of playfully gave it right back? Yeah, maybe, but off the top of the head, I can't really recall <laughs> if I did have one of those moments or not, but I'm sure I did, yeah. That coming from day one, Coleman. And day one, you know, we, we've seen this team be up and down. The Ohio State victory was when the team was ranked, and that looked like a quality win. Mm-hmm. And against Georgetown, looked like it was a quality win, but those teams have faltered after that. So really, when you look at the NCAA selection committee, and unfortunately I have to think this way because I get asked this question a lot, but Syracuse has really one quality win, which was overdue. Now they have two over Louisville. Just what you can say about you know, the committee, and, and if, if the committee was thinking about Syracuse right now, why should they let them in? Uh, why should they let them in? Yeah. The reason is, you know, because the last two times we made it to the Final Four, that we made it to Elite Eight last year, uh, we didn't have uh, the best of records, but, uh, you know, once tournament time, you know, we, we, we are a tournament team. Yeah. Uh, I can see that, but uh, I think just being Duke is a quality win, and Louisville uh, just give us a chance, and we uh, I think we could prove that we belong. So yeah, that coming from day one, Coleman, you believe that they can prove that we've seen some good games with Syracuse at Cameron Indoor. They won two of those games since joining the ACC, and we've seen Syracuse win inside the Carrier Dome. We have, obviously, those games that, you know, those around Valentine's Day or Valentine's Day game, the John Gillen last-second shot. What do you think about this rivalry between Syracuse and Duke? Uh, I believe it's a great rivalry uh, for the game of basketball. You know, two legendary coaches. Uh, each year come with great teams. Uh, and so far, I think it's almost even, or we, I think we up, right? I, I think it's even now. I think it that you guys have matched each other sure. now. Yeah, it's very close, and I think uh, it could be one of the best rivalries uh, for years to come. So. And in, in seeing something like that, and in seeing you know just what this team has been able to do, just what your overall takeaways have been of this year's team, because last year they had five and a half guys. You know, Barama wasn't 100 percent healthy. So, what has this team shown you? Because on paper they're supposed to have more depth, but it's it's been up and down. So, what have you seen out of all this? Uh, pretty much, we got a gritty team. You know, uh, like I said, we're gonna have the up and down. That's just a part of the game. Uh, yeah. We, we don't have quitters, you know, we, we, these guys come every day, they give their all, and that's all you can ask for, so. They control their destiny. Yes. It's a great place to be in. Louisville was above them, they defeated Louisville, they hop up a spot. They go from six to the top five. Virginia is above them, Duke is above them, North Carolina is above them. They still have to face all of those teams. So what are your thoughts on the fact that Syracuse controls their own destiny and that if they want this, they can go out and get it, and the only team that stands in their way is them, essentially. They don't need any help from anybody else. No, definitely not. You know, uh, just coming off the Louisville win, you know, I think we have the momentum, and uh, these is tough teams, but we have nothing to lose. So uh, I think if we go out there and play Syracuse basketball, we uh, be real uh, – 
energetic on defense. You know, yeah. we we score the ball like we uh, I know we can. I think uh, we'll be pretty good going into this next what three three to four games. So. It's one game at a time. Yes. What can you say about? playing and not thinking about the next game. You know, obviously we see that the team didn't do that this time around. They weren't looking past Louisville at Duke as many people were. So what do you think about the fact of of how, you know, they were able to lock in and they were able to focus? Was that ever hard for you to, you know, focus on maybe Georgia Tech when you had Duke coming up or focus on Florida State when – Virginia was around the corner. Was it ever difficult to lock in? Uh, no, definitely not. Uh, but like I said, you know, they have a great coaching staff, you know. It's the end of the season, you know, and I feel like having a coach like uh, Beheim is really going to have these guys uh, mentally uh, prepared for the games. And I believe uh, – I think they'd be good. They'd definitely be good this year. That coming from Daywan Coleman here from the Wildcat Sports Club, 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York. Daywan, as always, I appreciate it. Team is 20 and 0. You got an away game at Binghamton, a rivalry. You're back home for two. Then you got your last one on the road. We'll see where the team ends up from here. But got an opportunity to go undefeated in your inaugural season with the Stallions. Congratulations on the work so far. Let's get some more and. I got some videos. I don't know if you, you've seen them, but I'm going to have to put them up. I have. Uh, I took some videos courtside of your play. Okay. So I got I got a little day one highlight reel. Okay. I take care of you day one. You know I always have. So nice. we'll make it right. So congratulations on what you've done so far. Keep the focus. More work to do. And let's see two Syracuse teams hopefully make it in men's basketball. And then obviously Coach Q and the women's team as well. Thank you for everything. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. it.